Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 37 of The Spy Who Loved Mecha Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mecha Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? No, I'm doing really well, man. One of my uh, my oldest daughter had a uh, doctor's appointment today, so I stayed home with the twins and got a lot of stuff done around the house, nice, which was nice. great. So, yeah, overall, had a great day. A little bit chilly, a little bit chilly, but I'm all right with it. It's still early April. I'm not going to be mad yet. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I know that we literally talked on the show last week about, like, no, it's just going to be warm now. But I, that was a foolish thing to say. I don't know why that I was said a, it. Yeah, filled with arrogance and pride to have said that. Overcome it was sunny. Hubris. It was sunny, but, you know, it was a little bit chilly. You know, Dave, there are so few variables in my life this year that, like, when the sun is out, it just makes the entire day different because that's one of the oh, yeah. three things that can be different about my day. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, so it kind of overwhelms the thoughts. And you know what else overwhelms my thoughts sometimes, Dave? Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Today we are watching episode 37. It is called Why Shizato's Old Man Voice. Um, it rules. Uh, but before we get to talking about it, Dave, of course, as always, we have our officially award-winning opening segment. Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? Man, man, okay. So our first star of the week is I was... The, okay, this should tell you something about the experience. I literally don't even remember what the specific thing was but i was engaging with a, a stranger in some way mm -hmm. right they were giving a speech it was a commercial you know something i forget i forget what it was and this person you encountered just, someone's thought who, thoughts who were not your own yeah and well and it was key that i don't know this person and they they said at some point in their like opening but clearly as like an afterthought they did out of the phrase like something along the lines of we're all in this together mm -hmm. and you could like you could just hear like the hollowness of it when she said it that it was it was just like she said it the same way that people say how are you today right mm -hmm. like not interest not totally actually interested in how you are right this is just like a conversational nicety that we include to kind of like oil the gears of human interaction and she just said it and like i just like my spirit revolted in me i was like i was just i was mad about it and then also i was just like man I'm just going to be so stoked to, like, not be in it together. Yeah. Like, it's going to be just so great to just be like, nah, I'm just going to kind of, like, I'm a contributing member of society and everything, but, like, I I'm just going to kind of not be in it together. Right. But I'm just going to be there was, over here. There was definitely a period in the early days of Pandemic in which all, like, everyone being in it together 
was genuinely like a source of comfort, right? Like for sure, for sure. And, you know, like we were all in it together. But the thing is, like, real talk. We have not all been in it together since, I'm going to say, yeah. last May. I think we had, like, a good month and a half of all in it together, and then that, pr- like, kind of collapsed. Um, and But we have continued to say phrases like, we're all in it together, and it's okay if you're not doing okay. But, like, no one means those things anymore. But, like, we've all yeah, continued I just, like, to you know, say we, it. <laughs> and it's like, guys, We need you to keep... Yeah, like, let's, like, keep it up, you know, keep pretending that we're all in it together until such a time as enough of us have been vaccinated that, like, some semblance of the old world can return. But, like, you don't actually feel that way anymore, and it will be good to stop pretending. Anyways, man, yeah, that was just, like, I just had a moment uh, about about that. Uh, what, Matt? I mean, hey, listen, dude. <laughs> it, it, I think after a year of really trying to like personally care about everyone else on the globe, you are allowed to look forward to a just a just a dusting of like recreational <laughs> misanthropy like creeping back into your life. You know? You just haven't had the ability, you haven't had the latitude to like stretch that muscle in a while. And I'm not saying you should overindulge, but like definitely shouldn't. It's gonna be gonna feel a little good. It'll be all right. Uh, What Matt is a (laughs) recreational misanthropy? What Matt is our second star of the week, Dave? Our second star of the week is that this past weekend um, was once again the showcase of the Immortals, Dave, the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania has returned. WrestleMania 37, I think? That is, gosh, that is so many WrestleManias. Well, I mean, it's been going for a while. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know. And, okay, here was the weird thing. So, I watched both nights of WrestleMania, because like last year, WrestleMania has been split into two nights. Now, here was the weird thing about watching WrestleMania this year. Is that, Real quickly, yeah. Sorry, why is it two nights again now? Is it just that there were too many events? Is that WrestleMania the... was too long? Like WrestleMania, okay, it. It, like leading, like I've watched WrestleMania every year for I don't know. I haven't missed a year in like eight years. I think maybe nine. Like uh, I and and the last couple of years before they split it into two nights, like I would go over to our friend Josh's house for like WrestleMania Sunday, you know. And WrestleMania ends at, like, would end at, like, midnight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, WrestleMania, like, the pre-show would start at, like, 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Yo! Yeah, that's a lot. So, like, if you're tuning in for, like, the pre-show and, like, watching the whole thing the whole way if through... If you're doing the whole... Yeah, it right. It is, like, that's... a marathon session, and it's... in like... You want to keep enjoying it because you're there to watch a fun thing with your friends, but like, boy, mm-hmm. is it hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> last year when they were doing like the like the quarantine special, like pre-taped, uh, like from inside a gymnasium WrestleMania, they just broke it into two nights. Totally makes sense. This year was the first live event with spectators that WWE has had in over a year. Whoa. Um, was it too early to do? Yeah, probably by a couple weeks, but they did it anyway, <laughs> and I was going to watch it, so I watched it. Um, got that got that free trial to the Peacock app. 
because um, oh. that's where it all lives I now. I thought you had the WWE Network. Uh, yes, but in the United States, the I, I actually let that lapse. And in the United States, the WWE Network is now only available via a Peacock Premium subscription. Huh. Or Peacock okay. Plus, it's a, it's some sort. It's either Peacock Plus. Seems like a Peacock weird call, but whatever. Premium or Peacock Premium Plus. I forget which one, but I got a one week free trial so I could watch Mania. Um, and it was just so weird to see a bunch of people all together and knowing that it was like live and happening right now. Like it was just a truly bizarre experience. Like I mean, I'll tell you, like. I had kind of forgotten just how much of a difference a live audience makes to a wrestling show. Like it's, it's just be huge, night, right? day. I night mean... and day, and, and like it made the bad matches watchable, and it made the good matches like thrilling in a way that, like, if you hadn't been watching any of the non, like, spectator wrestling, like, okay, got it. So if you had ducked out, yeah, you wouldn't have caught it. But if you stuck with it. The the jump back into the full experience is yeah it was heady. it was like it was electric and now initially it was a little too electric because there was like a rain <laughs> delay uh, because there was a big lightning storm coming through and so they were like yes we're all back welcome to WrestleMania and they were just about to kick off the opening match and then everyone had to put on a poncho and hide inside for like half an hour. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, WrestleMania. You can watch it for free on Peacock. It was fun, man. Like, Cesaro had a great match. There's a new... Actually, there's a new SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion. Both of those, very good matches. There were also some other matches that were not so good. But the fun of it is, I had kind of dropped off wrestling for the last six, eight months. Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes WWE storylines go on too long. And you kind of wonder, like, man, is this ever going to be different than it is right now? But if you take six or eight months off and then just swing back around for the most electrifying night in all of sports entertainment, like... It is. Yeah, like, oh, this is new. Roman Reigns isn't wearing a vest anymore. <laughs> now he's got one golden glove because I guess he's the man with the golden touch now or something. Who knows? But it's cool. Love that. Uh, anyway, Dave, what is our third star of the week? Man, this is a quick one. Uh, Beth and I have been playing this game Stardew Valley. Which I, it had existed on like the periphery of my understanding of games, but I never picked it up, but Beth picked it up. And it's like Minecraft, it's a very like Minecraft Terraria, it's closer to Terraria, I would say, than than Minecraft. It's also sort of a Harvest Moon, right? You know, I've never played, uh, yeah, I think it's like, it's got a very Harvest Moony vibe, right? Like you've got a farm, and you're like building the farm and going around and interacting with people and doing all sorts of stuff, but it has a split-screen co-op mode. And so Beth and I have been playing it, and it's great because it's very chill, but it's a fun game, and it's just something fun and, and relaxed to do together once the twins are in bed, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And there is online co-op, so theoretically, if you had it, you could... I know you're doing Monster Hunter right now, yeah. but we have an Xbox, and I don't have a Switch, so I can't play Monster Hunter. So we're doing Stardew Valley. Cool. And it's very chill. You know what's interesting and, about uh, Stardew Valley cool. is I think it's all made by one guy. No kidding. And like he made Stardew Valley like at this point like a decade ago or something, and, he, and it's just like this labor of love, and he just keeps making new content for it every year or two. Wow. 
Well, that's deeply impressive. Yeah, like, I don't think there's ever been a Stardew Valley 2. I think, like, there was Stardew Valley, and if you buy Stardew Valley, you just get all the stuff that he makes, and he just keeps making new stuff for it. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that is pretty impressive. I'm just doing that off the dome, but I think it's right. Um, anyway, cool, man. Uh, what is our fourth Star of the Week? Our fourth Star of the Week, Matt, we haven't had one in a while, but it's Baby Watch. We interrupt your regular broadcast of the Super Sentai Brothers to bring you a breaking news update. Baby Watch. Okay, tell me about these four-and-a-half-year-old babies, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so obviously they're not babies anymore, but the stinger is so great, I kind of can't let go of the name of the segment. Anyways, so they are... I'm running into problems, all right? Okay. <laughs> here's here's the problem, is that they are getting old enough and their abstract thinking is becoming developed enough that they are no longer just kind of accepting the things that I say. Mm-hmm. And I never, I've made it a point, uh, I never, like I never lie to them. But, you know, when they're little, you just sort of, like, elide over details and condense things just so it's, like, a little bit easier for their, you know, for them to understand. And so we were, we went to the zoo. It was very exciting. It was a nice day. The zoo had just opened up. They were, like, you know, we're consistently under capacity. Um, every, you know, everybody is still wearing masks. But there's new research that, like, if you're outside and the sun is shining, like, you're really, really oh, good. You know what? You know what I'm really looking forward to, Dave? That disclaimer not having to be part of every conversation everybody has about anything that they do. That, I think, is the thing I'm looking forward to. Not the thing I'm looking forward to the most about uh, vaccination, but, like, boy, it's high on the list. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're at the zoo, and they're, like, the you know, there's a toy store at the zoo, like a gift shop, and it's, like, hideously overpriced. Sure. And they're, like, oh, can we just go in? And I'm, like... All right, we'll like go in, but we're not getting anything. And they're like looking around and they're like, this stuff is all very cool. And I was like, listen, I recognize that a lot of this stuff is very cool, but it's also like crazy expensive. So like we're not getting it. And <laughs> but anyway, he's like, he's like, I have an idea. And I was like, hit me. And he's like, we should go to another toy store, not at the zoo, where they have the same toys, but they're all less expensive. Almost in those exact words. I mean... Like, not quite, not quite that good, you know? It makes sense. And I was just like, dang, dude, that's a, like, that's a very good point, bud. Uh, I can't argue with you there. So we did end up, like, we looked, and there were, like, um, like rubber snakes, and they were, like, fairly cheap. And I was like, all right, man, you guys haven't been to the zoo in almost a year. One-time treat, we'll get these rubber snakes. So then the other thing is we're watching a nature documentary, which is about the only TV they, they get to watch, like, nature documentaries, and uh, there's this truck channel that they really like to keep it fairly minimal. And so... We're watching, and there's this, it's in Antarctica, and there's penguins, and there's this leopard seal. Mm-hmm. 
And normally they kind of like cut away when the leopard seal gets a penguin, but this one didn't. And so like the leopard seal absolutely like chomps this penguin and it's like throwing it around and like, cause that's how they eat. They like grab a bite and then like hurl it into the water. And that's kind of how they get a bite off of it. Cause they don't have like hands to grab it. <laughs> um, and so he was like very upset by this, but like I was folding laundry or something and he's like, Hey, rewind it. And I was just like, you were very upset by that. Let's not watch it. He's like, no, you need to see it. <laughs> Like, and tell me what's going on. I was like, well, okay, so we watch it again. Which sounds insane that I would acquiesce to that. But, like, just trust me. He would have gotten way more ramped up had I not. Anyways, and he's like, he's like, that's upsetting to me. And I was just like, well, bud, yeah, you know, I get it. But there's a lot of penguins and there's only one leopard seal here. And if the leopard seal didn't eat, then the leopard seal wouldn't be alive either. And he sits there for a second and he says, I want the leopard seal to only eat things that want to be eaten by the leopard seal. Well, (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't have like, and I said, yeah, well, that would be, that would be really nice, bud. And I, I, I could just see like the wheels in his head turning, and I was in, and and I was just like, "Oh man, like it is Margaret you mourn for. Like, welcome to the rest of your life, Bubba." <laughs> I don't know if you just caught that, but there's a couple of English majors in the audience that were just like, "No way, Gerard Manley Hopkins." Um, probably not just like that, but I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> I wasn't one they of them, but I hope they enjoyed it. <laughs> So anyways, Matt, uh, that was, uh, that's what's going on, man. It's just like their, their abstract thinking is like really ramping up and it's causing me some difficulties in my life. Matt, what is our fifth star of the week? Dave, our fifth star of the week is a bit of podcast business. Um, we, I, I want to, I want to bring this to you. Um, let's have a little, little business meeting here about the future of the show. Um, it has recently come to my attention. The, mm-hmm. the Yahoo Answers service is shutting down very soon. Very soon. There's been kind a lot of, of threats about it over the years, but finally. It's going away. Now, how is that relevant to you and me and the Super Sentai Brothers? Well, not directly, but I got to thinking about it. And do you recall um, when Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus shut down, we decided to claim for ourselves the title of the greatest show on earth. Yeah, they weren't using it anymore. And so now it's ours. Now, I was thinking, there is another podcast that does, that features brothers. Yes. And that podcast... Uh, it's, I think it's, it's a well-known one. It's a pretty well-known one. They've got, an ex, they've got one more brother than we do, which I guess is a, uh, you know... They've got a That's little a bit of an edge there. Yeah. Increase um, in efficiency. Which I think explains their um, higher listenership. Um, but, but you know, they have been relying on the Yahoo Answer service for a lot of their content for a long time. Now, I'm not saying that we can claim that segment the way that we claimed the title, because obviously it's going Definitely away, can't. Right. But I do think that we can claim this opportunity. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that uh, this wouldn't be a come from behind victory for us, but they've never been weaker, right? Like if we want to, if we want to really make some headway 
in the competitive brother-based podcast market, like now is our chance. Yeah. So this is okay. So Matt, there's a specific. This is reminding me. There's this scene in Highlander, the television show, uh-huh. where there's like a mortal who figures he like susses out what's going on, and he has beef with like an immortal, and what he does is he just like he wants to fight this immortal but knows he can't do it right so what he does is he just gets a gun and a machete and he just like from you know 50 feet away or whatever just shoots the immortal a bunch of times and then while he's down and regenerating just rolls over with a machete and cuts his head off we are the dude with a gun and a machete i think in this scenario right 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 we're we are we are not Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod necessarily. Yeah, no, no, yet. no. We are like, yeah, we're the jabroni. But we're not even, like, there's we're not even necessarily Richie, who you only find out out as an immortal, like, like at the end of season one, I think. Yeah, well, no, we're definitely not Richie. Yeah, I mean, but we're, we're we are this dude, Richie. and there's a moment here. I think we might be able to seize it. But so what we need to do, and I thought we could take a minute to brainstorm here, is like. What, what we we need to come up with a new segment because they're going to have to replace their segment. So now, before their segment becomes iconic and beloved, if we can come up with a competing segment that is more iconic and more beloved, then I think we got this in the bag. I think. So we what do you do. got, Dave? Okay, I brought so, nothing well, other than the idea that we should come up with a segment, and I'm 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 tossing it over to you, Dave. What is our new segment? Okay, so I have considered this deeply over the course of the last 30 seconds. Okay. And here is my conclusion. There are a handful of things that the internet loves. True. Dogs. Loves them. The internet loves dogs. Used to love Doge, remember that? (laughs) Yup. The internet likes funny dogs and pizza okay and irreverent irreverence mm-hmm. i think really so i think we need a segment somehow incorporating a fun a, 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 i've just described triumph the insult comic dog matt is what i've done well it now, was completely inadvertent but i did in fact do that thing yeah gosh i mean the thing is the triumph the insult comic dog is good unfortunately already he, taken unfortunately already taken well see this is the problem we've actually turned a lot of our segments we already have a lot of beloved segments yeah dave but i was thinking there's about top it. Our, of the tops our, 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 there's baby watch there's bun vulcan there's a number of updates dave there's only so much humor i can wring out of bun vulcan because recently my greatest bun vulcan innovations i almost did a bun vulcan this week because i was like oh i did a, i did a new thing with my bread this week and then i remembered that it's just a very slight variation on the Bun Vulcan I did last week when I put sesame seeds on the bread. This time, I added poppy seeds to the sesame seeds. Pretty good. Not a great segment. Okay. What if we get meta with it? Okay. What if we start reviewing other reviews? Okay. So, here's what we do. Our new segment 
is that we listen to an episode of... Of a different TV watching podcast and talk about that? Yeah, we don't... But here's the thing. We commit to you, to the listener, that we will never consume the original media so as to not taint ourselves. So we are just watching or listening to the worst idea of all time, but we're doing a review podcast of them. Right, without having seen Grown Ups 2, etc. Without having seen Grown Ups 2 or Sex in the City, which Two. I think was the... Yeah. Right. Um, now, we did have an idea a long time ago. This was, I think this was your idea, that we would pull things from Snopes. We would pull, like, false rumors from Snopes and try to, like, come up with some headcanon version where it was true, but also make that funny. Truth that lie. Truth that lie. Yes. This was a segment Wherein we never did. We, yeah, so what we would have to... So what this segment would be is that we find something that's false, and we retcon it. No-prize it. Yeah, we effectively no-prize this thing. To say, like, what would have to be true in order for that thing? I think the reason that we didn't do this segment oh, I know the ex- is I, I thought know of exactly it. why we didn't do it. It was yeah, it was poorly timed because we were going to start this segment, and we I were. Think, I think the timeline of when we were going to start incorporating it in the show was sometime well, here's, in. I'm gonna say. It was around twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think it was like Q four twenty sixteen. Like I think, I think it was in a time where a lot of a lot of the news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Sorry. talked about on Snopes. A lot of the stuff that was just sort of like made up out in the internet that they had to disprove lacked yeah. the comedic heart that we were going for. Yeah, we were gonna do it. And then reality television star and failed businessman Donald J. Trump was really elected the genuine actual president of the United States of America. And then he just was that for four years. And I just didn't have the heart to do the segment. Now, I will say, we've weathered that storm. We could reconsider that segment. So here's what I propose. Here's what I propose. I think, maybe, because listen, at least for the next couple of weeks, man... Like I told you, my ideas for segments are, I put a new seed on bread. So why don't we, as at least one of the five stars, for the next few weeks, commit to slotting something into maybe the fifth slot of the five stars. I like it, Matt. Where one or both of us will bring a new segment and just see if something sticks. And if it doesn't, that's fine. In that time... I will have left my apartment and seen someone socially and maybe have a funny <laughs> anecdote about it and we could just go back to normal. But in the meantime, let's uh, let's play around with it a little bit. Speaking of playing around and having a good time, Dave, we are going to watch episode 37 of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Uh, it is called Why, Shizato's Old Man Voice. It is written by Naruhisa Arakawa, so you know it's going to be a good one. Its original air date was November 2nd, 1997. You can watch along on the DVDs or at ShoutFactoryTV.com. Recommend that you do. This is a good one. And we'll talk about it right after this. All right. Welcome back. Um, So we've watched episode 37 
And Dave, I think I, I may have mentioned a few episodes ago that I noticed that the um, the footage in the opening has changed. Did we talk about yeah. the fact yet that the lyrics of the theme song have changed? Uh, no, I don't think that's come up yet. Uh, they have. I mean, it's not like super thrilling, like new lyrics, but it like it just took me a while to notice because like I don't speak Japanese and the song right. is sung with the same cadence. And so I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's probably the same. I don't read the subtitles every episode. But this mm-hmm. time I did because I noticed it was like it seemed to have more specifics about the like details of the show. The new lyrics are <clears throat> being game warriors. It seems impossible, like something made up. We're making good use of these masks. We just feel so good. But it's a shock. We're risking our lives in real battle. We Whoa. can't we can't reset in this relentless battle. Let's jump in. Let's strike them down. Let's get going now. Let's go, Mega. We will morph. Stretch all of your courage. Look, Mega, we will end it. It's like we're reaching beyond the sky. High tension increases a million times. We are Mega. We are Mega. We are Mega. Mega Ranger. This has been a dramatic reading of the lyrics of the second version of the theme song for Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. I hope you've enjoyed. Episode 37, Dave, what do you think? (laughs) It was good. It was a weird one. It was a weird one. It did... I liked it. It felt a little out of place. Uh, It would have felt like... This would have felt much more in line with, uh, I feel like, Kaku Ranger. Here, this would have, like, fit perfectly with a Kaku in, in, like, that vibe in my mind. Here is the uh, vibe. It was a great episode. Yeah. I, I agree. I really like this episode, and I think that the vibe is a little different. Um, but I would not say this is a Kaku Ranger vibe. I think that of all of these Sentai episodes that we have watched, and I'm probably forgetting some because we've watched a lot. This is the one that feels most like an episode of The Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah, no, yes, you're absolutely correct. Like, this is yeah, just straight you. up an episode of Power Rangers. Um, but it's Sentai. I actually did say at some point in this, in my notes, I just said, like, this is about the 90s episode I think I've ever seen. And yeah, that's perfect. It is exactly, it's a Power Rangers episode. But like a really good one. Yeah. So here's what this episode is. We open up. And it is like the school uh, school festival. And they say, oh, this is it. Like, this is our last school festival. Now, and I guess all the rangers are seniors. Is yeah, the... it occurred to me during this episode that I have no idea how many years Japanese high school goes. And I don't know when their year starts. Because it sounds oh, like really good point. their year is coming to a close, but this episode aired in November, and also, they mentioned that they've only been in there for, like, this is their third year in the school. So, maybe it only runs for three years and it starts, you know, in the winter or something. Like it's Well, you know, I okay, so I know that their school year is a little bit different, and, you know, there are schools in America where high school is only three years, and you just start, like, front, like ninth grade is your last year of middle school, so that's, like, totally feasible. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, Mr. Uiwa is, is there, and he's, like, overseeing everything, and we see Chisato, and she's like gargling she's in the bathroom and she's like gargling and she's like spits she's like ah great my voice sounds awesome my throat feels good this isn't foreshadowing anything (laughs) and then miku rolls in and she's like hey old man 
I think this is a joke about her clothes, but like I don't. Get yeah, it. she's like, wearing like a big robe that might be like the sort of robe an old guy would wear. It That's seems, the only thing I can think of. It seems like she is wearing it to keep warm so she doesn't accidentally catch a cold right before her big singing like moment. Yes, because here is what we find out is that a key element of this festival, whatever it is, is like an inter-school, sorry, intra-school battle of the bands. Yes. Like each class has their own musical act and they're all going up against each other. Yes. Now, obviously, the Rangers are in a band. They have their own band together. It's uh, Kenta on drums, Kuchiru on guitar, Shun on bass, Miku on keyboard, and Shisanto, of course, on the mic. Now, Dave, I'm sorry. I want to correct you because Shun is playing lead guitar and Kuichiru is holding down the bass. Oh, my bad. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I feel like their roles in the band are like... Nope, that's very kind in of line. Indicative. Thank you. Yeah, so like Shun is like, you know, quick and flashy and, you know, got great hair. And but Kuichiru is like, Kuichiru, you know, he's the backbone. He, he's in the back, tying it all together. Yeah. Absolutely correct, Matt. Totally well done. Man, why so, has there not been a Sentai season where they are a band? Has there been, and I'm just forgetting it? Not that I know of. Anyway, we should play play a run of Ghost Sentai Heroes where we're a band. That's my thought. Dude, that would be really good. You could absolutely make that happen. Uh, Yeah, amazingly, that's not on the chart anywhere that that you would be in a band. That's crazy. (laughs) They've done dinosaurs five times, but zero guitars. That's weird. Zero rock and roll. That's nuts. They could each have a different style, right? You could have like a rockabilly guy. Oh, man. Like a greaser. The possibilities. So anyways. I like that the two different things that you came up with as examples were rockabilly and greaser. As though that is not the same thing. (laughs) They're They're a little bit different. They're a little bit different. Uh, and mostly what I was thinking of, Matt, is the, like, neo-greasers that hang out in, like, Japanese parks mm. uh, with, like, two foot. Yeah. Anyways, so we also find out that this year, not only is it significant because it's their senior year, there is, a there is in fact, a larger, a larger thing going on here. Right. And it is that Chisato, for the, like... For the past two years, has been very excited to take part in this competition, but each time runs into like a medical crisis the day of. Two years ago, she had appendicitis. The previous year, she had a fever, and she just isn't able to compete. Yeah. So I love A because it's like just the TVist, 90sist thing. It's awesome. And then also, she has like fans. Like this band, within the context of just their high school, has like. People who are into them enough that they are, like, making signs for this band. My only... It's, like, the thinnest problem, because I genuinely love this. My only problem with this is it would have been nice if this, if they thought about it, had been referenced, like, literally at all ever. Yeah. At 
any point. Not even that, like, oh, we are a band together, but even that, like, Chisato sings or that any of these people play instruments at all. Yeah. Uh, Koichiru says to Miku, like, man, Chisato's really in her element. She loves to sing more than anything else. It's like, I thought she liked photography and journalism more than anything else. But this episode isn't about photography. It's about singing. So she loves singing more than anything else. More than anything else. So we go from there (laughs) up to the Nezere dimension. And I don't, man, I don't know who was on vacation this week, but this is a BBDB week. Well, I mean, Dr. Hinalar and Shibalina and Uganda are on vacation this week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I say it's a BBDB week as though that's a thing. It's not a thing. Thank goodness. Okay, this is actually the episode that I like BBDB the most in so far. Because here's his idea. Basically, he's like, man, everybody else is gone. It's BBDB time, and I'm going to make up a plan, and it's going to be a dope plan, and I'm going to kill the Rangers, and then when everybody gets back, everybody's going to love BBDB. Yeah. And he has like this little dream sequence of everyone sort of like, like, oh, I just have so much respect for you. And, like, Shibalina gives him a kiss on the cheek. And it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. So he calls so, over his great monster of the week. One that he has created himself. He made. This is his idea. And his name is Canary <laughs> Nezalar. And he it's the sucks. worst monster. He sucks so bad. And he tells him. He's like, because, <laughs> like, Canary Nezalar comes out and, like, trips over a wire And his voice is like this weird, like, creaky old man voice, which is not great if you're a songbird monster. And BBDB's like, man, everything about you is wrong. To which Canary Nezalar's very reasonable response is like, you created me, dude. Like, it's not my fault I suck. (laughs) And he's like, you have a bad voice. And he's like, could you, could we not talk about it? Like, it's kind of a sore spot for me. I'm fully cognizant of the fact that I, a canary monster, have a bad voice. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Do not remind Dad. me of my failures. I have not forgotten them. Oh, man. Shelline just hits like a... Anyways. So here's BBDB's larger plan. As he says, listen. I have given you a swap beam that you can use on the rangers. And... It'll and steal their powers. Like, you can... Yeah. You can trade your stuff for their stuff. So I love the juxtaposition this creates because here's what this tells me. Okay, there's a handful of options here. A, Dr. Hinalar has been working on this and BBDB swipes it. That's that's what I fully believe is happening here. Okay, here's the other option is that BBDB has somehow created this. And has been keeping it in his own back pocket, waiting for the moment to use it. And I almost prefer that because I like the version where he's smart, like on one vector is smart enough to come up with a swap beam, but on the other vector sucks so hard that he gives it to like Canary Nazalar. Okay, now here is the one way in which this is secretly genius. Is like, well, I, I came up with a beam that takes the attributes of one thing and swaps it with the attributes of a different thing. So what I'm going to do is create the worst monster possible, give it the swap beam, 
throw it against the Mega Rangers and have it trade their good powers for his completely terrible powers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that is kind of genius. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know if that's actually what's happening here, but it's a it's a fun way to think about it, at least. Um, go back down to Earth. The the four non-Chisato Rangers are showing up to school. They're like, okay, it's time. It's finally time for the Battle of the Bands. Chisato sounds great. Nothing no. bad could possibly happen. Also, where is Chisato? Why is she not here? Right. Chisato, it turns out, is on her way to school. She's singing... She's, like, singing her song that she's practicing. And then Canary Nazlar just, like, appears and is, like, poking around. I guess just sort of, like, hoping that if he's mean, the rangers will show up. Which, reasonably, He's flying around, and he hears Chisato sing. And he's like, I know I'm supposed to go destroy stuff. But that voice is really good, and I'm a songbird, and I like good good voices. And I just need to figure out where it's coming from. So he detours himself down to where Chisato is. Chisato sees him in, like, a reflection of a window and just has this moment of, like, today is my day. Does there have to be a Nezalar today? Like, can I just... No. Can I have, like, one friggin' day? This day is mine. I have decided that I am imagining things, that I'm just sort of hallucinating and seeing things. I'm gonna turn around and walk to school. And she keeps trying to convince herself that this guy does not exist. But, like, he's a big yellow bird monster, and he's just clearly following her around, like, ten steps behind her. So this does not last for super long. Yeah, and she she's just, she is, like, just desperately trying to ignore him. Um, So, long story short, she, like, ducks out of sight. She henshins. She rolls back up, but she's just like, dude, I do not have time to deal with you today. Like, can I please just, like, kill you and get this over with? Um, So she absolutely destroys Canary Nezlar because Canary Nezlar sucks. Yeah. And so, but, like, as he's fading out, and, he's And the just other like, four all arrive at this point. And, like, they're helping. Oh, yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And then he's like, but before I go, like, run away, having been absolutely um, owned, like, I'm getting that voice. And so he zaps her with the swamp beam. And then he dips. Yeah. They unhension, and they're like, did that beam do anything to you? And she's like, no, I feel great, actually. And she just sounds like Canary Nezalar because he has swapped their voices. He has forgotten that he was given a great super weapon for the express purpose of stealing their superpowers and destroying them, and has instead used it to, like, sound like a pretty songbird, finally, for once in his life. Yeah. BBDB is not thrilled about this. Uh, Oh, also, (laughs) the other person who is not thrilled about this is Chisato, because it's her big day, and now she sounds like a monster. Right. So, uh... Yeah, and so BBDB's just like, you were supposed to use that for weapons, and he's just like, I don't even care. I've got this like great singing voice, like, get at me. So we go back, and we're at the Digital Research Club. Obviously, the Rangers are all super upset, Shisanto most of all. Mr. Uwa and the cheering section come in, and they're like, hey, what's up? It's our girl, the best singer in the whole high school, Chisato. Super looking forward to you singing and winning the Battle of the Bands for this, your last ever chance to do so. Yeah, and she is just like, 
she goes into this like charades act of like, I'm not going to talk because I'm resting my voice for the big competition later. So just go away before I accidentally say anything out loud. And they almost do. And then like Miku steps on her foot or something and she says, ouch. And then they all realize like, oh, you don't sound great and should probably drop out of the competition. I'm so sorry. She, like, goes over... She refuses to say anything. She walks over to the computer, sits down, and types out a message like, No, it's okay. I'll be fine. Just, like, proceed as though nothing is wrong, and I will be ready for the competition. Because they know at this point, they've talked to Dr. Kubota, and he says, If you destroy this monster, that should give her her voice back. Yeah. Oh, there's another thing. The the cheering section says, We might have to give up again. And I'm like... we do, do you consider yourself part of we in this case cheering well, section? Yeah, because the thing is, they're all in the same class, and like, oh, that's Shizato and the other, like, the Rangers are the band that is representing their class at this school festival in the Battle of the Bands. So, like, these are all her friends and like supporters, but also, like, you know, like, it's also their class. Yes, right, okay. So, um, they get a call, like, they get a call, Canary Nestle is around, they're like, they've got to go, and they all try to henshin, and what we find out is that Shisato can't henshin. Here's why. This has never come up before to my knowledge or to my recollection, but this is great because it turns out that the digitizers have a voice lock. So when they're yelling install Mega Ranger, that's not just them being, like, enthusiastic. They yeah. actually put in an incontinuity reason why they have to yell it, which I don't think we've ever had before, yeah. and I'm in love. Well, it, there's no reason for it to have come up before. Like, and it comes up now, they're like, oh, yeah, you, like, the thing needs to hear your voice. Specifically, it needs to hear your voice saying the words, install Mega Ranger. So the other four are like, listen, we will take care of this for you. You chill here. We're going to go kill this monster, and then... Like, everything will be fine, and we will win the battle of the bands. So, we see Canary Neslar, and so the rangers attack, and he's like, Ha! I figured out what to do now! And he, like, uses the swamp beam on their weapons, and he has, like, brought stuff with him. He has, like, a T-square, and a mop, and a megaphone, and some other junk. And so he swamps out everybody's weapons, and now he's got their great weapons, and they have, like, cleaning junk. Yeah. And he just, like, blasts them with their own weapons, and then the ranger's like, oh, we need to leave now. This is very bad. Yeah. Also, a weird thing that Canary Nezalar does is create a combination of those four weapons into one super weapon, but it's not a combination that we've seen before. Like, it includes everything except Yellow's Mega Sling, but, like, the actual yeah. combination does not include Drill Saber, but it does include Mega Slang. So, Canary Nazalar has somehow, like, cobbled together a different weapon configuration. Now, the only thing is, we never actually see that weapon configuration used successfully. Like, it gets brandished around a lot, but we never actually see it get fired. And I wonder if it just, like, doesn't work. And, like, Canary and Nezalar just didn't know what they were doing, and this thing is now just, like, a useless hunk of junk. That definitely seems to be the case. So we, real quickly, we 
uh, we see the Rangers back and they're talking to Dr. Kubota and he says, listen, the only way to do this is you need to use Mega Sling because it has like a net, I guess, which is a, which whatever. And they're like, yeah, but Shisato can't henshin. And he says, you just have to get Canary Nezalar to say install Mega Ranger within earshot of the digitizer and then Shisato can henshin, which is brilliant. Like, of course. Yeah. So we go back from there to the Battle of the Bands. Mr. Uiwa, the, who I think is like their class advisor, is incredibly invested in this. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Like, and their turn is coming up, right? And they're like, listen, if you're not ready when it's time for your turn, you'll have to forfeit to let the next team go up. Like, we can't just wait around for your band all day. Like, this is a school event. We're not just going to stay here into the night. Um, and they're like, do we pass? And they're like, no, no, no. We need to wait. Shisato will be here. She said she would. Let's just hang on and, like, try to stall as long as we can. Yeah. Uh, we go... Canary Nezalar is... He uses Canary Chop, which is very bad. And then Canary Punch, because he has the uh, Battle Riser as well. Yeah. And so basically what the Rangers have done is they fake out that they've... No, 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 I'm sorry. He tries to use his useless hunk of junk. It obviously doesn't work. And the Rangers are like, oh, you're a big dumb dummy. You need to know like the activation code for our weapons. And we'll never tell you. And he's just like, oh, yeah, well, then I'll use Battle Riser. And he's just Canary Chop and Canary Punch. They both suck. Right, because he's not actually successfully activating Battle Riser, I don't think. Yeah. He's just, like, mimicking the motion. And there's, like, this little, like, animation of, like, a cartoon bird face, like, behind his fist when he hits. Uh, it's kind of adorable, actually. So the Rangers are trying to fake him out that they're really hurt. Uh, Red kind of overdoes it. They're just like, dude, you need to... Like, you need to back it up a little bit. And so this is great. What they do is they've dangled the carrot of this install of the of the password, and they say, we won't give it. And then they have to pretend to lose so that he will then ask for the password as, like, his victory. And they'll be like, oh, we can't do anything. I guess we have to give it to you, which, of course, is what they want. So this is fantastic. Yeah. I love this plan. So they do all this, and then finally Mega Pink is like, oh, the code is install Mega Ranger. And then he's like, install Mega Ranger. And then Shisato's right there. And then she henshins. Uh, and then basically that is like the first domino that ends in the ultimate death of Canary Nessalar. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she gets the Mega Sling. She shoots the net. They all get the weapons back. Like, it's very good. It's a, it's a, this is a tight episode. We cut back to the school and Mr. Uiwa is like, okay, like, it's now or never. Like, they're not here. I it's our stall. turn. I need to take charge of the situation. And so he just pulls, like, a full Marty McFly and, like, grabs an electric guitar and runs on stage and just starts, like, jamming on it while the crowd looks on, like, completely befuddled. <laughs> Initially, it yeah. seems like he knows how to play guitar. There's like a couple of licks that happen that sound good. And then it just seems it like does... he's basically strumming and they start throwing things at him. 
It does. I really thought that this was going to be like a moment of triumph for Mr. O where he just like busts out the fact that he actually is super good at guitar, but he is not. Um, which I guess is a, a key difference between him, him and Marty McFly. Because Marty's good at guitar. So we, we, we cut back to the fight where uh, Canary Nezalar is being shot to death by lasers. Like, things are not going well for them. Uh, BBDB shows up. Canary Nezalar gets very big. Mega Voyager is summoned. They fight for a second. Mega Winger flies in. Mega Winger drops the wings, and then Wing Mega Voyager is formed, and then they shoot Winger Spartan shots at Canary Nezalar, who explodes into death. Yeah, Have I missed any know. details, Dave? Yeah, no, I think you, you pretty much nailed it. So this, in my mind, what we're about to see is where the episode actually really, really sticks the landing. So... For some, they they go back to the school, the Rangers do. And it's like, it's nighttime at this point. Like, this is, well, the school day is well over. Everything is done. And they are looking at the oh, stage. The, the, one, one vital detail, Dave, is that when they beat Canary Nezalar, um, oh, Shizato's right. voice did not change back immediately. And Dr. Kubota was like, yeah, it's a side effect. It could take up to, like, two or three days. Your voice should change back eventually, but, like, you're just going to have to wait it out. I'm sorry. Yes. So, they go back, and they're in the wings, and just sort of, like, Chisato particularly, just sort of, like, dreaming about what could be. Mm -hmm. Or what could have been, rather. And, like, the opportunity is gone, and that's just kind of it. And then while they're there, like, the lights come on. And the rest of their particular class and, like, cheering section have been waiting for them through the end of the school day, through into the evening, like, waiting for Shisato to come back. And she's like, and they're like, we know that you missed it, but, like, really, it's, you know... Is it really about the competition or is it about like being in this great band with your friends and performing for us, your class? Yeah. Like that's what it's really about. And they're like, we know that your voice sounds different today and that's yeah. fine. Like we will listen to you no matter what you sound like because we are here for you and you deserve this moment. Right. And what we're interested, like what we like is you. Like we like you and your vibe and your music and it doesn't matter that your voice sounds different. And so, like, they get up, and the rest of the band starts to play, and Shizato almost starts to sing, and then, like, just puts the microphone down and, like, can't get herself to do it. She's just so, like, crushed by this whole thing. And then, like, everyone just cheers her on and, like, holds up the signs that they made earlier in the episode, and she's like, no, I'm gonna do it. And she picks up the microphone, and she starts to sing, and her voice is back. And she gets to have her really nice moment, and everyone cheers, and the song is good, and, like, the episode ends with this, like, really lovely moment for her. And for everybody. It's just it's just a good episode of this show, man. Yeah, man. They knocked it out of the park. Good stuff all around. Um, anyway, that's the end of that episode, Dave, but it's not the end of our episode yet, because first we need to determine where Canary Nezalar lands in the Creature Royale. 
But man, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a tough, tough one because obviously Canary Nestler does suck real bad, mm-hmm. but he does suck in kind of a charming way. Kind of charming. Like he, he knows he sucks and he's doing his best to be a terrible monster, of course. Okay. But. Now, Dave, let me, now they're not on this list, of course, because we've broken out the, um, the various seasons into different lists. But on the grand list that we were building for years, like, number one, of course, was uh, Jin the Demon Fest. But number two was the combined forces of the Three Stooges, who, it's true. as enemies, sucked. Like, that was the whole thing with them. Like, they were compelling characters, but they were not successful foes. Correct. Now, listen, I'm not saying that Canary Nezalar is, like... As good as the Three Stooges, but yeah, he's like definitely not. If we are willing to accept that as precedent in this uh, list making activity, like I think Canary Nezalar actually goes pretty high on this list. I am going to remember the Canary Nezalar stuff a lot better than I'm going to remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Psycho Lion Nezalar. No, I remember Psycho Lion Nezalar looks cool, and we have him at number five on this list. And, like, okay, his plan yeah. was cool because he, like, did a thing where he put, like, the bombs inside him or something. Yeah. No. Okay. So I. The... Okay. So Ant Lion Nezalar is. Let me finish my thought real quick before we start actually no, saying no, no. Go on ahead. The, list. the thing that I think is so successful about this episode is that. It has real stakes, right? But the stakes of the episode are never like the Nezere are going to destroy Tokyo. Like, this monster was never going to blow up the city or kill the world or, you know, turn everybody into coral and flood the oceans or whatever. Like, that was right. never the the issue with this particular thing. But it managed to have real human stakes in a way that really mattered to the characters a lot more than most of the monsters on this list. And for that reason, I think that it belongs uh, in, a, in a pretty high spot. Oh, dude. Yeah. I I am absolutely with you. Um, I think he's, he's definitely top five. And yeah, he's, he is charming yeah in in his way um dude just wants to sing he steals these he steals these weapons and he can't do anything with them um i would say maybe above psycho lion nezalar but below pig nezare that's tough pig I like, the yeah because pig nezare himself is also charming yeah and he's got that. He's got that song. Got that's song. really tough to beat. For a, okay, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel good about that. This was this was a good one. This was a good episode all around. That has done it for another episode of the Spy Who Loves Mega Ranger. Uh, before we finish up here, Dave, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail dot com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, we are there at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, please remember that Shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Uh, If you'd like to rate or review the show there, we'd be very grateful for that. If you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.